wish you would be more offensive about paranormal. I don't like light. It's a bit naughty. I don't believe that it's all real. I love you guys. It's actually the most played podcast. Welcome to Graveyard Shift, the podcast from Shift Films. I'm Frankie Campbelletta. And I am Jeremy King. Well, welcome back to Graveyard Shift, part two of the Cambrai House. I'm joined with Jeremy David King. David. Jeremy, what do you think so far? We did a little investigation, did a little walk around the walk around the grounds there. This place is super awesome. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm as I've said a, a billion times, I'm insensitive on multiple levels, but there seems like there, you know, we might have actually had some interaction going on there. There's definitely some activity, yeah. and I'm going to actually have our guest Becca Williamson go through some of the interactions that they've had prior to us getting here, which is the reason why she reached out to us in the first place to not only gain notoriety for the Combray being open. Right, being open right. to the public and uh, ghost hunting 101, weddings, all these other things. But at the same time, for have real professional ghost hunters come out and kind of look at it. Now, they have the Augusta Paranormal chapter that comes out. And those guys are pretty experienced as well. So if you're new to it, you can come out and they'll do it with you for the 101. Uh, it's two hours. Right. And uh, you pay 20 bucks and you get to use real equipment. You don't have to worry about buying equipment. I think Chad Derry will be the one that kind of takes you on that journey. Yes. Yes, he's the lead investigator for Augusta Paranormal. That's awesome. So, That's good. So they have their own yeah. crew here, which is great. I think they're going to really start blossoming in the next couple of years here. Uh, we did a whole tour of the property, even walking into an ancient Indian burial ground, which we're not was, giving the location. And it was desecrated. It was desecrated. It was a terrible story, but it, it, it still stands. It's still there on the mound. That is not available for investigation, however. No. That no, is. it's on a remote part of my property, and I had the local Indian council come out and bless my Indian mounds when I realized that they were desecrated and all, all that. They asked that we not have investigations out there, so I respect that, and, you know, it's it's a burial mound, so I don't really think that's right to have investigations out there. 100%. Uh, we agree. Uh, you, you shouldn't, um, especially if it's coming from Native peoples. I mean, they're, they're the be-all, say-all for that, right. you know. But right. I have I have a house and a which great, has plenty of activity. <laughs> plenty of activity. I have a huge yard. Investigate the yard and stuff. But the Indian mounds, just because, you know, I think it's kind of disrespectful to go out there and investigate. And the area on my property is a little ways out there, so. Sure, it is. It was a hike. It's a hike. It's a hike. Yeah. We came dressed and prepared. <laughs> we didn't. <laughs> um, <laughs> so got my hip waders. Yeah, it's a monsoon now. It's all a nice de- deer, uh, deer outfit out there. So covered in walnut trees, black <laughs> yeah. walnuts. Mm-hmm. So great to roll your ankle on those. But just beautiful, beautiful. Some cedar trees out on the lawn. So let's let's talk about your actual hauntings that are going on inside the house now. We were able to reach out to one of them and communicate with one of them, and it was pretty active for a middle-of-the-day Sunday. I think maybe the rain had something to do with that. Possibly. But, as you say, 
I've had activity all day long. I mean, just it's one of those things that um, this fam this property has been my family since 1979. So basically, I've come out here since I was a little kid, and nobody in my family does ghost stuff. You know, they, we never talked about paranormal stuff out here. Never once thought there was a ghost or anything like that. But after I bought the property, I came out here and spent the night for the first time, and that's one of those things that I realized that number one i had never been out here after dark since 79 since 79 i had never been out here after dark how weird is that yeah. <laughs> i mean we had a lot of family activities out here we had birthday parties we've had weddings we've had all kinds of stuff out here um, you guys have a cabin right i mean you stayed yeah. there right stayed in the cabin on the yeah. river stayed in there all the time stayed here in the house no never even been on this part of the property after dark so yeah, and I bought it and then I'm like, okay, well, we're gonna spend the night. So my daughter, who was nine at the time, refused to sleep in any of the bedrooms. Flat out, straight, <laughs> refused to sleep in any of the bedrooms. And so we ended up sleeping on the middle of the, in the middle of the floor in an air mattress. That was the only place in this house she would consent to sleep at. Okay. And it's like, okay, so three bedroom house, I'm in the middle of the floor on an air mattress in the middle of the living room floor. <laughs> So I'm like, okay. So we're sleeping there and my sister had come with me and she had a six month old puppy with her and she got to sleep in an actual bed and she slept upstairs in the bed. In the most active room in the house, right? In the most active room in the house. Through the night, and you know, of course I'm not sleeping very well because I'm in the middle of an air mattress on the, a twin size air mattress, mind you, in the middle of the living room floor with a nine year old super glued to my side because she's freaking out about sleeping in the house. Keep in mind, this was before we thought it was haunted. <laughs> right. I mean, right. You, don't, you don't have any. I was going to ask that. Yeah, this you know, is before it. we thought it was haunted. So anyway, I'm not sleeping very well. My sister's got the puppy. She gets up three times in the middle of the night, walks right by my head, goes out the door, comes back in, down the stairs, up the stairs. I mean, the stairs, they're old and they're wood. And so they make, there's some noise. And of course, they're rocking right by my head. So I woke up three times in the night. And so the next morning, I'm standing in the kitchen. We're both kind of drinking coffee a little. I'm pretty bleary because I don't sleep the best. And uh, I told my sister, you know, that puppy did pretty good. I only heard you get up three times in the night. She's like, no, we only got up twice. And I'm like, no, I heard you. You got up three times, walked right by my head. She says, no, we only got up twice. But, but, but... <laughs> And so then... So this is where your footsteps start to This occur. is where the footsteps start to occur. Now, did your, your grandparents live in this house? No, they never did. Okay. Um, my grandparents loved history, and they loved antiques. And they lived about 15 minutes away from here. And so this is like my grandma's dollhouse. She, that's what they treated it as. So they filled it with antiques. And um, like I said, we had a lot of family gatherings and stuff out here, but they never actually lived in this house. This house hasn't been actively lived in since the 70s okay. until my son decided he wanted to stay out here this summer. <laughs> that's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. But the Cambrays were the last to live. Yes. All the yes. descendants we talked about. Right. So four, and, four generations of Cambrays. And it was still a farm up until yeah. about 70, right? Right. So. Right. And so your first experience with the house is somebody's kind of letting you know, hey, I'm here too, right? Right. So we, it started with the footsteps. That, that day we were kind of like, wow, oh, wait a second. And then, you know, 
my job as a kid, my, my grandparents had craft shows out here. And so people would come through the house. They'd have it filled with crafts, and people would walk through the house and buy their crafts. And then the checkout was in the kitchen, and they paid in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Well, the basement door is right in the kitchen. Right. That's a scary basement, too. Um, yeah. The basement door would never stay shut. So my job for most of the craft shows was to make sure the basement door stayed shut. You know, there's a trick to shut, shutting it and latching it. And I know the trick because that was my job. But um, yeah, it never stays shut. Can't, you know, people would be walking through the house and all this stuff and the door would pop open. You have to make sure it's shut. And, wow. and then, you know, think back on that now. It's like, wait a second. <laughs> when I'm shutting and latching the door and it opens up anyway, wait, you know, and then the attic door is the same problem. You know, the, d- the door will open on its own. And, right. you know, that one wasn't as big deal as the basement and the kitchen, you know, based on, you know, that and, you know, just a couple other things. We're like, I have a friend, Chad Derry with Augusta Paranormal. Mm-hmm. And right around the same time he had started doing Augusta Paranormal. And I said, hey, Chad, I, said, I, got this. I just bought this house. I think it might be haunted. Do you want to come out and investigate it? And he's like, yeah, sure, sure. I'll come out, you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Right? (laughs) Right? I mean, we all drove four hours to get here, so. (laughs) True. (laughs) Right. So Chad came out to investigate, and that's when we realized, yeah, this place is really haunted. So. It's pretty crazy. So now what other experiences, aside from the footsteps by your head, have you or anyone else noticed? Lots and lots of footsteps. um, Knocking. Um, there'll be noises and knocking. A lot of times when we're investigating, we'll be downstairs. There'll be a knock upstairs. Everybody will run upstairs to investigate the knock and there'll be a knock downstairs and then everybody will run downstairs and a lot of childlike behavior like that. Sure. Um, so we kind of heard some interesting footsteps today, just all of us being up there and we know your son was here, but it wasn't him. So mm. no, was, I went downstairs and checked. He wasn't in, in the house. And then we were going to get a couple hits from... Uh, from our K2s are going off. And then we did some dowsing rods. And I guess the big question, too, that we had to really kind of uh, put the skepticism of paranormal and ghost hunting and seeking is to find answers to questions right? that we don't know. When we look at it from that standpoint, if we have unanswered, even though you have all the research in front of you, and it's, it's a really good job, of course, because you know there's something that you love and it's something that you own. There's one thing to have a lot of research on something you don't own. Right. Where you're kind of limited to, and that sucks because like you want to be doing investigations, but you know, maybe it's a restaurant like Lemp or, you know, maybe it's, you know, maybe it's a private residence. So with, within the, the Cambry house, I think it's awesome that you're able to kind of investigate anytime you want. But one of the questions I think we asked was where one of the children were buried. Right. We know from the first episode that most of them are buried. Oh, one's in California, I would think, right? One's in California, and I haven't, um, I haven't found that exact location yet either. That one was a suicide in the 40s, so right. 1940s. So, um, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, was he a veteran of the war or anything? No, um, they said he was out there visiting his nephews, and his health was in pretty bad shape. And hmm. so, yeah, unfortunately, uh, suicide is something that we runs across our desk a lot, being in the paranormal world and. Dealing with St. Louis ghost. Right. Now, n- none of the activity that we've had here in the house is we have attributed to Minotti or Fritz, as he was called Fritz, right. uh, Cambry. But um, the rest of them are all buried out in the old Nauvoo Cemetery, except for Eglantine, which I'm hoping I'm saying her name right. Yeah, that's right. 
It's an Eglantine. It's Eglantine. a French name. It's a beautiful name. It and is. it is. We got to talk to her, which we think we talked to her a we little think bit we today did. with Dowsing Rods. And we're going to bring in a paranormal investigator on our team that's super experienced, has been with other teams, has since left those teams to join Graveyard Shift. With that, I'm going to kind of bring her on and see if you can kind of, you know, be here with us and see if yeah. you can go back and forth. I mean, I know you were a little bit a part of those sessions while we were podcasting. Yeah, I was kind so. of observing, really, so... Awesome. Perfect. All right. Sarah King, who's Jeremy's wife, has joined us. She's been doing a paranormal investigation in the Cambrai house upstairs with Chris Ketters, one of our other investigators. What do you think so far? Do you like the house? I love it. I love everything about it. Just the history and you could just feel like the love that the families had that were here. Yeah, I think that's one of the things that most people mention when they're here is that there's a big feeling of peacefulness here. Mm -hmm. And I mean, like... You talk about axe murder places and stuff, and it's a heavy, dark feel. This place is not like that. It's right. Um, yeah. There's nothing real daunting about it. Did you experience, Sarah? I mean, not at all. No, it's just it's very peaceful. It's very homey. Right. It seems like the spirits that want to hang out here choose to. Yeah. Even from some of our dowsing rod sessions, we're kind of old school in our in our paranormal techniques although we have ovulus k2s we have everything out we have balloons with lights on them we have we have the boo bear thing on the, <laughs> on the <laughs> but when you get back to brass tacks about paranormal hunting the one thing that we we did break out was the dowsing rods and we're going to get into that in a second there is one more ghost story here about a boy correct right so i've had a couple investigative teams come um and they've brought mediums with them and both mediums, I've had two. On two separate occasions. On two separate occasions. And both of them have said, there's a little girl here and there's a little boy. And I said, well, I can tell you all about a little girl. I've got all kinds of information about a little girl. Yeah, so, you know, proof. This, this is her name. This is when she was born. This is when she died. You know, I got all this stuff. Little girl, I'm good. I have nothing on a little boy. I have no idea what you're talking about. And... Um, and but both of them are very insistent. There's a little girl and a little boy, and they're playing together. And we're seeing a little girl and we're a little little boy. And I'm like, little girl, yes. Little boy, I have no clue what you're talking about. And so, anyway, before we have our ghost tour 101, you know, I'm like, I refresh myself on my Cambry family history, which sure. I got binders. Awesome. <laughs> I have binders. I have family trees. Um, Fritz Cambry wrote the entire Cambry family history of everybody who was born, how they died, where they died, all that stuff. So anyway, before my ghost tours, I, I refresh myself on Cambry family history and we're standing in the middle of the kitchen, my sister and I, and, um, I'm reviewing my history and I'm like, wait a second, there's a boy. Really? He's a grandson of the Cambrys. Okay. He's a twin. Eglantine is a twin. He died at the age of nine. How <laughs> weird is this? So right? Eglantine was a twin. Eglantine was a twin. She died at the age of nine. Wow. So And so then her descendant. Her descendant, this grandson, is a twin who died at the age of nine. And I'm like, this might be it. This might be the little boy they keep talking about. And she's like, really? What's his name? His name is Lewis. Okay, I say his name. We had the EMF detector on the table in front of us because, like I said, we're getting ready for ghost tours, right? Sure. The EMF detector turned on by itself, and it's one of the ones that beeps when you turn it on. Yeah. 
it beeped for a solid minute and my sister and I are staring at each other going, yeah, I think that's a yes. <laughs> definitely got your answer there. Yep, yep, I believe, I believe, uh, yeah, the, the little boy would be Lewis. so. That is, that's awesome. I, I think, yeah, you see, sometimes when you're doing investigations, it, it happens like that, you know, you oh, you, you just, you're yeah. not prepared and, you know, you find something and you start, and, and that's the thing about history too, the more you dig into it, uh, the more rabbit holes you're going to find too. Right, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, um, most of the activity we have is is Eglantine. Um, Lewis is here um, every once in a blue moon. He will communicate, but Eglantine is the more active. She was pretty assertive. And what what was your feeling on Eglantine that we talked about today? Um, basically, she she's here. She's okay with being here. Um, she's not trying to go anywhere, but she is here because something wants her to be here. Right. So. We're still trying to dig a little deeper on her. She was definitely the primary spirit that's here, that still resides here. Definitely not residual. Definitely very, very intelligent. Um, and she seems very nice. Nothing to be worried about, scared of, or anything like that. So yeah. You don't get that feeling in here. You don't get not that. Not at all. That, that. I'm, I'm not creepy haunted. Yeah. <laughs> right. Lemp is definitely creepy haunted. Lemp, yeah, is, yeah. Lemp is one of those mansions. I think McIntyre, Stephanie out there in, in Atchison, we're going to be doing something with her soon. Uh, she owns that house a lot like you she owns the house she didn't live there you know she lives somewhere else but she owns the <laughs> McIntyre and, right I always uh, tell people it's not really that kind of house right you know or the Beatty Mansion too Those they're are, like oh you bought the house you're gonna move I'm like ah, it's not really that kind of house right because you want to preserve it into the historic sense of it right like the chairs and the tables and <sighs> right yeah. right it's a historic home it's more museum than house it's a house museum and stuff what are the other things that uh, you and Chris worked on today. What other what other toys did you break out? You know how I'm kind of the big skeptic on the team, but right. I invite well, everyone to bring anything. Yeah, me too. I like my own senses better. That's why I just have a recorder. That's all I typically use, or the rods because they're a little bit more interactive. But we had Boo Bear out, uh, my least favorite of every piece of equipment because it's scary. It's creepy. It's it's just creepy. Yeah, the voice is just creepy. So describe Boo Bear, so audience so, members might not know what a Boo Bear is. So it is a stuffed animal teddy bear that has EMF uh, capabilities. Um, it has lights inside of it, little sensors, but it also speaks in a kid's voice. And about every 30 to 60 seconds, it just asks a question, like in the most creepy little kid voice possible. So like, what's your favorite color? You want to hold my hand? Oh, you know, and it just, just to kind of trigger, you know, any kind of activity, get right. it talking, see if you can, you know, especially with kids, it's very interactive with kids because they're like, oh, I, that voice, okay. So we had we had him out and he was talking but not not much going on earlier we had ovulus out we did a little session with the k2 and ovulus else we had the balloons with led lights set up in the kids room upstairs and obviously recorder as well um, and we also got the sls out which was kind of cool so, explain the sls so the sls is um, basically the one that he has is a connect camera okay so that it can sense any kind of motion um, and it makes basically like a creepy stick figure person on your screen. So you hook it up to a tablet. I believe usually you have to have Windows. Um, I don't think it runs on iPad. They haven't no, no, broke that Xbox. system. Yeah. yeah, they haven't broke that system yet. But or had somebody create it that way. But um, right. so he had that. And actually, when we were coming back down, we could see a very tall stick figure person. So that was oh, pretty really? cool. Hmm. 
So. And of course, he wasn't recording at that time. Of course, he wasn't. No, because he was about to break it down. So. <laughs> so the other thing about, and you've seen these two, are the pictures of, the, and this is for me like the one that I love to dig in and debunk. Knowing you and knowing right. your, your history and what you've dealt with, right. with family and loss, and I don't think you're the type of person that would sit there and Photoshop and try to do things. No. But two separate occasions, right? Two separate photos, right? Same exact image. Yeah. Creepy. And the. You know, because I'm doing my ghost tours out here and stuff. So one was taken, both were taken by people on the tour. So neither one of them were taken by me. Both of them were taken by two separate people on two separate occasions on tours. One was taken on a summer solstice tour. One was taken on a October ghost tour. So, but yeah, both of them show a face in the window upstairs. And we've tried to recreate them. Um, Can't. Yeah. Um, and the other thing is that they're both taken at different angles. I mean, yeah, yeah. I, it's, 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 just, it's clear that it's, it, it's an apparition of some sort who it is. It's definitely a man. Nothing came through Sarah on, on except for the stick figure that kind of articulated with the connects towards the end there. Yeah. Okay, so there's the male entity here. The male entity we've had here, we've had contact with a few times, every once in a blue moon. Usually Eglantina's, like, she's, like, all over it. Once in a blue moon, the male. Usually it's just the impression that he's here. Um, footsteps, a lot of footsteps, and that we kind of think is him. They're heavier steps. I had a camping group out here a few weeks ago, and the person who rented the place for the camping group knew we were haunted, but she didn't tell anybody else. And most of them were all camping outside in tents and stuff. And one of them had a CPAP and he needed to be inside with, you know, the CPAP thing on. And I got a text the next morning. Yeah. <laughs> he came out and said, uh, so did you know that house is haunted? <laughs> Cause he heard footsteps all night long. Right, that walked by his bed and vibrated the bed. Interesting. I mean, he had the CPAP on. It had to have been loud footsteps for him to hear him over that CPAP. I mean, well, yeah, the guy dies every three seconds. So, I mean, <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> I mean no offense. I mean, whatever. Yeah, but, yeah. No, she texts know. me the next morning. I'm like, oh man, that's so cool. And I'm like, oh, wait, I hope he wasn't too creeped out. <laughs> yeah. So, Sarah, you've, you've been on a You've been on a bunch of events and a bunch of tours and houses and all across Illinois and Missouri, even all the way out into the Winchester Mystery House in mm -hmm. California. Yeah. So what would you rate this one on a, on a boom meter from one to six? What would you think? What would you give the house as far as activity is concerned? One being the best or six being the best? Six being the best. So far, I would give it probably about a four. Because uh, I haven't spent too much time. Right, you've um, only been here maybe five hours. Right, right. So most places we do at least an overnight, so it's usually seven, eight hours that we're there. Right. So that's and why you're here in the middle of the day. <laughs> well, that right. usually doesn't matter, though. Right, right. Because if it is, it is, and they show up when they do. Um, sometimes right. middle of the day could be the most activity you get. But, yeah, I'd give it about a four. I need to spend a little bit more time. Cool. So it's definitely a place I'd love to come back. If you'd have us. Yeah, I think that is the plan. I think the plan is to definitely come back out and fall at some point and then maybe bring some people to try yeah. to raise some money. Uh, yeah. That would go to yeah. you, not that us. That would be awesome. Raise some money for the Cambrai House, for real ghost hunters that really want to experience a, a new site, a new destination. I right. think that we've, you know, Aliska, Axe Murder House, I mean, God, the Lemp Mansion. I mean, there's so many of them that are just so overdone that 
if the spirits are there, they've said all I need to say. <laughs> I think there's still unanswered questions here. And I think asking Eglantine today about where she's buried and then having her point yes. with a pendulum and dowsing rods, not one, not two, not three, not four, not five. But five times, five times she pointed the same direction as where she's buried. And we didn't know anything about the house. Right. And we know that she died in the old house. Right. And so she pointed to the old house foundation. Yeah. And that was pretty, it's pretty amazing from a paranormal standpoint. So Absolutely. I think it's definitely a house that I would like to do once or twice a year to just kind of see where the activity is going. You're going to have right. ebbs and flows like anything. Well, yeah, exactly. I um, can't guarantee you're going to have activity every <laughs> single time you're out here because that's just not the way we do right. it. It's not like a quote unquote haunted house where people right. are jumping out at you behind bushes <laughs> or something like that. It's just, um, you know, whatever happens, happens. Yeah, and so if you want to visit the Cambrai House online, you can. It's thecambrayhouse.com. And that's uh, C as in Charlie, A as in Alpha, M as in Mother, B as in Bravo, R as in Rick, E as in Echo, house.com. And we'll have this all in the show notes as well. You can also email them at cambrayhouseandfarm at gmail.com. Once again, this will all be in the show notes. So if you're able to reach out to them, do you have an Instagram? Yep, Instagram, it's cambrayhouse. Cambry.house, Instagram. And then Facebook, Cambry House. You should be able to find it. Give them follows, give them likes, ask them questions. Think about doing a wedding here when you come out to do a ghost tour. I think that's how you got the last one. That's how I got the last wedding. (laughs) They came out to do the ghost tour and loved it. And I mean, it's one of those things when you come out here. I mean, we can describe it to you all day. But when you come out here and see it, it's just... It's a whole different world. Yeah. It is. It's totally worth it. Makes a drive. Yeah. And you have a rocking Airbnb. Your cabin house right on the water. Yes, cabin on the water. I think I got it called the mermaid cabin. That's awesome. <laughs> it's a little cabin on, on the river with a little beach. It's great. That's great. Um, so check out all those things online. And then I guess a couple of follow-up questions maybe. Uh, you knew more or less it was haunted when you bought it, which I think is hilarious. Were you into ghosts prior to that? Well, I'll take that back. No, I didn't really know it was haunted when I bought it. I mean, it's one of those things looking back on it. Okay, yeah. Right. But um, I bought it and then spent the night here. Right, exactly. (laughs) So, no, I didn't really know it was haunted when I bought it. I just bought it because it was, my grandparents loved this place. They absolutely loved this out here. After they passed away and they were settling the estate and they were going to sell it, we had a realtor come out and look at it. And she said, oh, that place needs to be completely gutted and remodeled and the idea that just broke my heart and yeah yeah, just well they love to do it in st louis i was telling you earlier they love to take the old historic homes and then make them look like a a house that was built in the county and it's like nobody wants gray placid flat walls nobody wants that when they buy a house that was built in 1900 or 1850 right that's not the reason why they're buying the house they're buying the house for the antiquity and the historic value exactly and that just makes me like i want to see the waves in the window, right. you know, I want right. to see the window panes. I want to yeah. know how they, they built it and how they lived and stuff. So exactly like all the cabinetry in here, all everything is pretty much original. So the idea of them gutting it just broke my heart. And so I bought, I bought it and then said, Oh my gosh, what did I just do? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah, that's when I started doing all the research and trying to figure out what I'd just done. Yeah. And yeah, no, I didn't really realize it was haunted until I spent the night. And then we kind of looked back on some of the things that had happened and we're like, well, wait a second. <laughs> well, it's also cool that you have some future plans. Now we're yeah. not putting this out there as like, you know, you must do, but you're thinking about doing some apple orchards because it was 
a huge right. apple orchard farm at one right. point. I want to I want to at least get a few apple trees out here just so when people say, where are the apples at? I can say, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a couple trees out <laughs> oh, there, yeah. you know. I mean, and you can granted, start selling pies. I mean, it'd be great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Apple pie and ghost. <laughs> I mean, these are the <laughs> They two. go together, you know. It's what what fall, could be more baby. American than apple oh, pies and ghosts? <laughs> I know, especially in, in Illinois and in Missouri where you get such great foliage and great falls here. And then you're, you're now just, you dug up all the dry rot in the barn. You're yeah. gonna eventually yeah. replace the barn, make right. that kind of a venue for, you know, could be anything really. Right. Anything um, really. Um, yeah. It's a small barn, but um, yeah, we're, the floor was dry rotted. So we ripped that out and hopefully this fall we'll, we'll start ghost tours in the barn. Instead exactly. Of, yeah. And so that's why we need you guys to come out and ghost hunt. So all that money goes to the proceeds. This is a registered national historic landmark. Yes. All the money goes to our friend over here, yeah, um, and Becca Williamson, and she'll put it back into the house. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> it, there's a lot of support and upkeep on this, you know. Yeah. I mean, Well, the bones are amazing, too. I yeah, think that I mean, great. It, it is super well-preserved. I mean, between the Cambry family, the way they built it, um, and how well they took care of the house, and then my grandparents and the work that they did to preserve it, it is in really good shape. I haven't had to do much, but, you know, it's an old house. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Any closing thoughts? Sarah King joining us here, the 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 the, uh, the better half of Jeremy, <laughs> the less gassier half. Right, the smells a little bit better. Closing thoughts, yeah, just definitely have us back. We, I love your house. It's beautiful. There's definitely yeah. phenomenal bones, like he was saying. I would love, especially in the fall, oh, because the you. amount of trees and everything. I bet it's oh, yeah. gorgeous. Oh, my gosh. When the trees turn, it is gorgeous. Yeah. yeah. So that's probably going to sell out and probably on <laughs> your one date there. But <laughs> right, we'll kind of come up maybe a weekend before, a weekend after, and see how the activity was. Yeah. And then maybe we'll even spend the night and do a real ghost hunt and bring Ketters back with all his gadgets. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah. But thank so, you so much for having us. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. Awesome. Man. Thanks for the email. Thanks for uh, reaching out to us. Uh, we get so many crazy emails. You'd be, <laughs> un, you'd be surprised. Yeah. You've got people telling us to hide dolls in um, haunted places. What was, do you know the message? Oh my gosh, <laughs> yeah. So I need you to um, take a doll to a very haunted location and give permission for any spirit to, you know, go into this doll then you can put it in a plastic bag and put it in a box so that you don't have you know the possession come after you because a plastic bag a plastic bag's gonna protect bag. you from yes. that yeah that's a new yeah. one <laughs> ask katie to build a ask katie to build a, a glad bag for me glad gloves right. can you do that for me katie yes. build your glad gloves that way you know possession won't affect people that right. sounds like something that would come off that farm to them. and then mail it back to them so right. Take a creepy doll, bring it to a haunted place, ask the spirit, come on, it's just your new host, and then mail it to these people. And That's of course, we get crazy. a lovely email from you. Hey, guys, you want to come out and investigate and do a podcast? Absolutely. So it was a pleasure doing a podcast here. It was a pleasure walking around and investigating. Thank you so much for inviting us out. Once again, this is the Cambry House. This is also Graveyard Shift. I am Frankie Cambaletta, and join with me is... Sarah King. Rebecca Williamson. And we'll be seeing you guys.